You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. I'm like, hey, what's up? Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Trash Pandas. This week, we are not doing a documentary. We are doing 90 Day Fiance. And we're actually kind of lucky because last week, I guess we're unlucky, but last week was uh, a Super Bowl, right? So we missed an episode. Like, we didn't get one. So we're actually kind of up to date right now. Weird for us. I know. We're, like, always at least two behind. (laughs) I know. We should work on that. Yeah, we should work on that. Um, And we will. So (laughs) welcome back to this shit show. Um, Let's just, like, get right into it. Lindsay, have you uh, been watching anything new or anything that you want to talk about before we get into 90 Day? Um. A few things. So I started watching Outlander on Netflix and it's really good. If you like um, period pieces and dramas, which I'm all about. Um, It's based on a book series. I guess a super popular book series that I'm not aware of, which is weird. Um, But it's good. And the episodes are really long, super long. It feels like at least that's good. I love when that happens. Yeah. But, um, and there's like five seasons out on Netflix, maybe even six. Um, so if you're looking for a show to get into, it's really good. There's a little bit of like a fantasy element to it. Um, some time travel. So, um, yeah, it's, I've been digging it. Um, really good set in like, Scotland. So that's cool too. Cause I love the Scottish accent, that super thick Scottish accent. Oh yeah. Um, and then other than that, Bravo has been pumping out some really good material lately. So Classic summer house, stuff. summer house just started and, um, I love summer house. It's kind of like real world 2020 and 2021. Um, it's just like these like wealthy, affluent kids. I say kids lightly. They're in their like late twenties, mid thirties. Um, but they act very young. Um, and they all rent the summer house in the Hamptons. So they all work in New York city during the week. And then on the weekends through the summer, they go to the Hamptons and, it's just, you know, it's a shit show. Like everyone's hooking up and everyone's drunk and it's just entertaining good trash. I love that. I love yeah. entertaining good trash. Yes, it's wonderful. Um, but it's a little different this year because of COVID. So instead of them traveling back and forth from New York City to the Hamptons, they're all quarantining together in the Hamptons in this house. Oh, so it is like extra real world vibes. Like this, I year. love that. Yeah, and like you're gonna see, like you can already see them getting to each other. Um, so that just started, and that's really good. And then, um, New Jersey Housewives, Real Housewives of New Jersey, just started this week, and this first episode of the season just started off with so much drama 
Um, so I'm excited to see what is in store for the season of Jersey Housewives because I mean, Jersey Housewives is like the classic. Like you have Teresa Judice who like flipped the table and like called her <laughs> called Danielle Staub a prostitution slut or a prostitution <laughs> whore, a prostitution whore. And it's just, I mean, it's so good. So, Can't say no to that. That's that sounds like quality trash. I mean, real trash. And like Teresa is just like the trash of the earth. Like she is, she is not a good human being <laughs> at all. And it's like shocking because she has four kids and they all seem so sweet and like nice girls. And it's like, how were you raised to be nice kids? And that is your mother. Like you're, she is, she's bad. She's like <laughs> real bad. So there's that. Um, but other than that, that's it. What about you? Anything? Um, yeah, I have been, I've been like catching up on some extra crazy, trashy trash. And, and, uh, so there is like, let's see, I've, I've, I told you guys I've been doing the uh, thousand pound sisters. Oh yeah, and so that was fun. They're like getting into the middle of that, and then um, I'm like finishing up the rest of the season. They had like a little bit, bit of a break, but the rest of the season of um, marrying millions, which I can't get enough of mm. watching these people. Yeah, just- I need to check that out. It's there's only two seasons. We're in the middle of the second season, but I mean, it gets there's some like questionable parts of it like there's this one couple where like they're both pretty young they're both very attractive and the the boy is the one that has like all the money and they go out to eat and she's like yeah so he never pays for me we always go dutch like he refuses to even like take her out to dinner or anything like she has to pay for her own meals and they've been dating i was like Maybe they've been dating for like a month or something. So I get it. You know, they don't want to use you for your money. But then it turns out they've been dating for like two years. And like, (laughs) he just randomly springs on her that he's going to like move to Las Vegas. He's like, yeah, I'm moving to Vegas next week. And she's like, well, are you going to take me with you? And he's like, no, but I'll like bring you up every once in a while. It's just very weird. Yeah, they're very weird uh, situations for a lot of them. So I can't get enough of that shit. Interesting. And I'll always, I'm always watching the newest season of um, Married at First Sight. And we just started a new one. I skipped the first couple of episodes because they're like, you know, like the matchmaking process or like them meeting at the altar for the first time. And I'm like, I just don't care about that shit. It's all like, you know, I introducing that them and that stuff. Though. Yeah, I can't. I have to like get into the honeymoon before I can like even start watching it. Cause I'm like, when do they start hating each other? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I do watch. Like, sometimes like I like sometimes when they're at the wedding and like they are immediately not attracted. And they're mm-hmm. like, you can just tell like I've made a huge mistake. There is a girl in the very first season that's like, I am not attracted to my husband husband. And like the entire time she's like, I'm not attracted to him, I'm not attracted to him. And then they end up staying together. And now they have their own like spin-off show starting. Oh, yeah. Now they have like two kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like madly in love. I'm just like, oh my God, I guess it does work for some people. I don't think I could ever get over like that. I don't think I could do that. 
I just don't think I could. No, I don't think I could either. I think that's beyond me. I'm really hard to deal with when you know me. Right. Like, and then you (laughs) see all my flaws. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then to see all the shit that I do, like how terrible I actually am. Like, no. (laughs) (laughs) What a garbage human being I really am. For real. (laughs) You want me to force you to watch 90 Day with me? Because that's what being in a relationship is like with me. (laughs) 90 Day everything on Bravo, so. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, so that's about it for me as far as like newer shows. I'm just catching up on stuff. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk 90 Day. Okay. Who do you want to do first? Let's do Mike and Natalie since they were the first ones we saw. Perfect. That's who I have first anyway. Do you want to start? Um, Why don't you do it? Okay. So um, we see them there are on their way out to dinner and... um, Mike is like, what's the word of the day? Tell me what word you learned today. And she's like, controversial. Like our relationship is controversial. And that, of course, is just like fucking stupid. I'm like, this girl is always trying to start some shit, like constantly looking for a battle. And she doesn't even do it right. Like just be fucking straightforward and be like, I'm pissed. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like why you got to be all extra about it? Yeah. So um, my notes are pretty loose. Like they're kind of just like random topic or like, you know, in order. So if you want to like interject it all, let me know before I move on to the next thing. Um, Next, I see them like they're out at uh, out to dinner and they're it's like kind of weird because she's like, oh, he's like, I got you some candles like on the on the table. And she is like, oh, and like all excited about it. And he's like, oh, like you like playing with fire. I can see it in your eyes. And for some reason, I just found that like really like creepy and weird. And I was just was like, really don't say off-putting. that. Off-putting. Yeah. And I was like, is this their way of flirting? Like, Right. Is this how they... This it was very weird. And I also really hate when people say the word eyeballs and not just eyes or something for some yeah, reason that like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, that's very specific. The way he said, oh, I don't, I didn't, I'm not a fan of Mike this episode. Like at no. all. No. At all. But yeah, his flirting game is trash. Very awkward. And do awkward. not like it. No. So that so, kind of was like, oh, now I get why he's with Natalie. Because <laughs> she's a fucking weirdo, true. Like she makes real. out with trees. So <laughs> single-handedly the best uh Natalie thing that's ever happened is oh. her making out with a tree for Maybe sure. The best thing on 90 Day ever. Two two <laughs> seasons, and that's the thing that I'm gonna remember you for forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's very um superstar. Yeah, she married Molly Shannon, just making out with yeah. a tree. Um, so anyway, she's like, oh, we should talk about the wedding. And, um, of course, like we know that Mike doesn't want to talk about the wedding in any capacity whatsoever. Well, and, she was like, I don't have a wedding dress. And he's like, it's okay. I don't have a suit. I'm yeah. Just I wrote that down too. I was like, and you I'm don't like, have a suit. You rent a suit. Right. You get a custom wedding dress or yeah, you purchase you, okay, a wedding even dress say, even if you bought bought one off the rack you still probably have to get it altered so 
she needs more time than you do. You a-hole. And like, don't you know that weddings are like special to women? Like, I know this is her second wedding, but she's excited about like that should let you know that it's your tenth wedding. That should let you know that she cares and like she is like she wants to marry you, dude. Right. Like I agree. Take I don't know, and I hate that I'm taking Natalie's side. I hate it. But it is really, he is making it difficult for me to like him. Um, Because Natalie brings up then seeing a counselor, or she says a psychologist, which she probably just doesn't know the English word, like, for a therapist. But, um, and he, like, immediately shuts it down. And um, he's like, she's like, okay, but why? And he's like, because I don't want it. Why am I going to spend money to have a simple conversation with someone? And I'm like, okay, I first hate the stigma of people going to therapy. Like therapy, therapy is good for everyone. Everyone needs therapy all the time. Therapy is exactly what they need, actually. Right. Like, (laughs) let's talk about that is all you need. And he's like, we just need to work on our communication. What do you think therapy does? That is what therapy does. Literally the definition of like therapy is being able to like openly communicate with each other and with yourself. And clearly whatever you're doing isn't working. So why are you so stubborn about this idea of going to therapy? I just feel like it's just such an antiquated thought of like, no, therapy is not for me. I don't want to go to therapy. Like get over yourself. It's 2021. Everyone goes to therapy. It doesn't need to be like that. And it doesn't mean like you're somehow a failure. Like it means like you are so invested in your relationship that you need, you are taking care of it by like bringing in a professional. Right. I don't know. It actually is kind of like very flattering if someone wants to go to therapy with you because they want to make it work. Right. They're you know what I mean? Like everything to make it work. And she realizes that they have communication issues. Right. They need like a mediator. Right. They need somebody who is the third party outside looking in. And, right. And I just hated his reaction to this. Oh yeah. Um, he like hard no will not do it well then and then like a few days later they're making dinner and she brings it up again and um he he acts like a petulant child like he's like he like takes his beer outside no I don't want to just like slams the door and I just don't yeah yeah I don't understand it either him, him doing the whole entire like we should get drunk together and let oh, loose. Yeah. That was weird. Was and like, then you like, know that this bitch does not want to get drunk with you. Yeah, he's like, let's get loose and get to know each other. I'm like, okay, you're far past that stage. Like, y'all should have done your drunk and get to know each other already. Like, <laughs> she was like, oh, like let's you know uh, start trying to like build on this relationship and he's just like yeah we need more time we need like another 90 days and I was like too bad buddy because right. you don't get another 90 days you, you better- knew what you signed up for 90 days right 
Like, I don't, I just, he's really freaking annoying. And then, um, yeah. And then like adding alcohol to this situation is going to make your communication issues better. Right. Such a moron. I like how there was one point where she says, it's really important with you, with, of, it's really important to me that you sit with me or that you be with me. And he just like chugs his beer. <laughs> I was like, what? It's like, he does not want to be around her at all. Right. I'm like, she's now she's, she's the only one that seems to be trying. So it's like, dude, just send her home. Just tell her to go home. Like you're not, you seem absolutely miserable. So just stop. Like, right. Quit they both her along. Miserable. Right. So, um, he goes to his hairdresser who is so into him. Ah, like, yes. I think we even said that the last time that she was on it because apparently his only friend is his hairdresser. Yeah, that's the only person he talks to. So, so wait, did I hear wrong or did she say, do you want to go on a date? She said, do you want to go on a date? And then she goes, just kidding. Like immediately after. Okay, that's what I thought. And I was like, girl's not kidding. Like, no, she's not hot for him. She is literally like salivating watching him. Like she seriously is like way into him. And then there was like, I think one of the things that like stood out to me was she was like, oh, um, so the girl is here, right? And then and that's how she like refers to her is like, oh, the woman is here, the lady is here, the girl is here. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it doesn't sound like you're very excited about it. And he's like, yeah, I'm not really uh, ready to get married. And she's like, oh, like. Okay, well, do you want to go on a date? Just kidding. And I was like, I almost half expected him to turn around and be like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like legitimately was like, he's going to say yes to her. So um, he mentions to her, like Natalie wants to go to therapy. And she's actually the one that's like, that's not a bad idea. Like lots of couples go to therapy before yeah. getting married and go see a counselor, which is true. Like, almost any church you choose to get married in, like there's some type of like couples counseling beforehand. Beforehand. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like, it's not unheard of. It's not that weird. It could actually be a very good idea. And so after his hairdresser says it's a good idea, he decides, okay, let's go to therapy. Suddenly he wants to go like it's his idea. Annoying. All annoying. He's just, both of them are fucking annoying. You can't listen to your future partner about going. You listen to a hairdresser you see every six weeks. And I mean, like, I get it. People tell their hairstylist things. They're up. They always like a lower paid therapist. But it's like, I don't know. It just, I just found it annoying. Like you value her, you value her opinion more than your future spouse. Completely unwilling to submit on this. And then finally, your hairstylist is like, well, you should go. And it's like, maybe he got the impression that like, oh, I actually don't like you. And he was like, oh, well, I guess I better make it work with Natalie. (laughs) This is my last chance. (laughs) Here I go. So they go to therapy. And the thing about this scene that pisses me off most is that Mike has a stupid Bluetooth thing in his ear from like 
2007. <laughs> and he doesn't remove it. And it's like, it's a total power move of being like, I'm not really into this or I'm not fully listening. Like, yeah. that's what it says to me subconsciously. Like, yeah, it's like a, a, a disinterest. Like you said, something where he's like, I'm right. going to, I would take a phone call if it came in first, you right. know? And I'm so important. I need to keep my Bluetooth in my ear. Like, right. Please. Oh my God. He's Listen, so your hairstylist is not about to call you. Jade right. or whatever her name is. I see you, Jade. Yeah. See you. <laughs> so record. in this therapy session, Natalie explains that like she's still adapting to her life in America and wants him to be more sensitive to her and to listen and to respect her. And then Mike voices like for the first time that he's unhappy, um, which I think was kind of like a big breakthrough. So at least he went to therapy and at least he said something because he yeah. sat there like a brick. Yeah, he could could have most definitely just sat there and not done anything at all. Right. And then, so so it comes down to the question, are we still in love? And then he's like, we're not in love. And He does not think that they are. Natalie totally takes this, like, as a huge, huge slap in the face. She said, like, even with my ex-husband when we would fight all the time, he never once said that he didn't love me. And this is where I think that it's a language issue because for me, there is a difference between I love you and I'm in love with you. Totally. I can love you and not be in love with you. Like, absolutely. And I think that's what Mike meant. Not like, I don't care about you. Like I love you, but we're not in love. And, um, so I think that was like a bit of a language issue. I agree. I agree. Um, I think that they, no, it's okay. I was just, I was literally just going to say, I completely agree. I think that, um, I think that Natalie, I think that they do love each other. I don't know. That's hard to say because part of me is like, I think that he does care for her and I think that he does want to be with her. But he obviously isn't in love with her. And I think that she thinks that she's in love with him, but really she just loves him. I, I don't she, think that she. Yeah, I think you're right. I think she's trying really hard to be in yes. love with him. But I don't. And you shouldn't have to try that hard to be in a relationship like that. No. Well, and then he says, um, he says something like, are we still in love? Like when we first met. And here's my thing about that too, is like, no one, you move past that stage in every relationship. Like you're not like very rarely, very rarely does it remain the case that you're like in that infatuated in love. Right. We just met, we're just like, it's the best part of our relationship. You know, it's like, yeah, you're probably not in that state of love anymore because your relationship has evolved. Like now you guys need to search for like the deeper things that connect you together. Like, it's not just like the get to know someone, have sex. They're really fun. You're seeing the best side of that person. Right. Of a relationship. Like now you see each other shit and now you need to make it work. So like, that's where I disagreed with Mike, where he was like, 
we're not in love like when we first met. Don't expect that. It's never going to be like that. Yeah, you're never going to get into that honeymoon phase again like that right. either. Right. Or you may have like periods where that's momentarily revived, but like, let that go. Yeah. I don't you're, know. You can't use that feeling you have like when you first start talking to someone and you first start feeling that. Yeah. You can't use that as like a what you should feel like all the time. Like, right. this is my goal to feel like this all the time. Because I think when you move to into loving someone in a relationship, that's different. Like, then that that's infatuation. That's, you know, that's like, yes, feeling. that's not love. No, that's just like your, what is it? What makes you, what's that, um, bad, the hormone that your body produces to make you happy? Serotonin, dopamine. <laughs> might be dopamine dopamine might be might be dopamine but anyways it's like your body's producing all of that at the beginning right. of a relationship so that's what you're like clouded by your hormones in the beginning of a relationship yes. you know and then that goes away and then you have to figure out what sticks and you know like if you really love someone so anyways off on a tangent but um they seem to be in trouble yeah, I don't think that they, I know that we know that they get married or whatever, but yeah. I don't think that they should. No. And I don't see it working long-term. And I think I've said that before. So yeah, no, not at all. All right. Um, Yara and Joby. Sure. I um, love Yara. I love Yara. Me too. I, to I, think, I think that Yara is the smartest fucking person that's ever been on 90 day fiance other than that goddamn, uh, interpreter for the other way. <laughs> um, you know, what's funny is that Christine, I don't know if she's watching, probably not. Hi, Christine. If you're watching, um, she just, so she's caught up on 90 day. Finally, like she started watching it and then like is caught up. And we were talking the other day and she was like, she was like, I don't like Yara. And I was like, girl, like, I love Yara. I think Yara's great. Um, so anyways, so I have Yara and Joby. They're going to um, his parents' house because they decide they're going to throw um, an engagement party. Um, yeah, just Yara, a little dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Yara thinks it's going to be like this small, intimate thing. And, you know, come to find out, Joby's mom is a dick and so is his dad. But, um, yeah, Joby's mom decided just not to tell her it's going to be like 60 guests. Like, why do you have to be so awful? Yeah, um, and like... She has expressed multiple times that she's unhappy. Like she doesn't want to do all this stuff without her parents there and her own support system. And that she doesn't want to be thrown into like someone else's family like that. And that's exactly what her mom is doing to her. Even though we've seen at least two occasions that she has said that she didn't want that. Right. Right. I'm on a podcast right now. Um, sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, 
This is the first time Yara is meeting Joby's dad, Monty. Um, and he is a fucking dick. Like, pardon my French. Don't say that very often. I, he is the worst. Um, so Yara basically like voices concerns about living in New Orleans. Like she doesn't always feel safe, whatever. And Monty is like, well, you know, how you dress is very dangerous. And I'm like, are you saying she's asking for something to happen to her? If something were to happen to her, like, again, welcome to 2021. Like, we don't say that to women. Like, It's almost like you were saying, like, you're asking for it. Well, exactly. <laughs> right. Like, you're victim blaming. Yeah. Like, you're gross. I don't like that. Didn't like that he brought up her uh, clothing at all. And then they showed like pictures of it. And I was like, she looks fucking hot as hell, actually. So good for her. And Yara was like, yeah, that's what I wear when I'm on vacation, like on an island. I'm not wearing that around New Orleans. And then. um, Right. It was so funny, though, because then the next thing is like, then his parents go into how well, Ukrainian women just want to come to America. And Yara's like, that's not true. And Yara was like, Jovi says that it was her dream to come to America. And I was like, what? Yeah, and Yara was like, <laughs> no, it's not. Like, where? Do, she's like, where'd you hear that? Yeah. And then his mom was like, well, isn't it typical that Ukrainian women just want to get to America? And Yara's like, it's a stereotype. Like, people thinking all Americans are stupid. <laughs> I was like, go, girl. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. It was so, like, quick witted. You know what I mean? Like, it was just so good. And his parents. Yeah, absolutely. I think that she is definitely the smartest one. His parents one. had nothing to say. Like, his dad literally just, like, clears his throat and drinks his beer. <laughs> Like, she just put them in their place. <laughs> I'm like, good for you, girl. Yeah. Um, she even says, I'll dress how I like, too, to the dad. So, right. Good. Right. So then she mentions, like... Um, let's see. She says... Yep, go ahead. Uh, she, mentions, she mentions, like, she doesn't want to stay in New Orleans. Her dream, like, if she could choose what they did would be to go live in Budapest because it's close to where her mom lives. Yeah. Um, and she wants to be in Europe. Like she doesn't want to be in America. Um, and if they do stay in America, she definitely does not want to be in new Orleans. So, and his parents of course take huge issue with this. Yeah. Uh, his mom and dad basically are, really really upset that she wants to leave and they start kind of like just grilling her on like what would we do if you guys had kids then we wouldn't start grandkids and yara starts to try and really sell it to them where she's just like imagine you could come in to see us like a couple times a year and spend like quite a bit of time there and just like no we don't want to do that we don't want to <laughs> leave our country and it's like okay but this girl literally just did that four years ago. So exactly. maybe, you know, don't, don't get all uppity about it yet. 
Right. They're not empathetic at all to her situation. So, and the mom um, even says like, like we're, we're afraid that they're going to get me the second they get married, they're just going to, she's going to up and take them away from us. And it's like, why are you so worried about that? First of all, like just because she's Ukrainian doesn't mean she's like some terrible person. She's a succubus. She's a succubus. Um, so Jovi and his dad go to Jovi's friend's house for like a crawfish boil. Yara stays at home and takes a nap, which again, I'm like, girl, you are my spirit animal. because that is exactly what I would do. I schedule naps. I am so that way. So I love Yara. Um, so in the car, they're talking about, uh, Yara and, um, they voice their concerns to Jovi about it. And Jovi actually in this moment is kind of a good fiance because he does show empathy and he's like, listen, you have to understand she's not comfortable here. Like she had to leave her family. She had to leave her friends. Like she's just getting used to everything here, the language, like all of that. So he does in that moment, help try to help his parents see like where she's coming from. Right. I have to give him some props for that before he devolves back into a total asshole. Um, so they then go, the boys are at this crawfish boil that looks really good. Um, his friends are total like frat boy fucks and they're all like taking, um, bets on how long they'll be married and they're like, how long till she has her green card? And Jovi was like, three years. And he was like, that's how long you'll be married. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, you got to get some new friends. Like, yeah, for and I real. Get, like, I get it's guys. Dog, Jovi. Right. I get like guys like roasting each other or whatever. Like Jovi didn't seem to take it personally, but his friends just came across in this. Okay. But like, even in the him. car on the way there, like his his parents are like roasting her too. They're like, oh yeah, like it's not like she can leave anyway. She doesn't have a driver's license. And then they're like, <laughs> yeah. they're like, just like roasting this poor girl. And then what was the other thing that they said that really pissed me off? They said something along the lines of like, like, uh, God, what did they say? I, I should have written it down. I know, I, I knew I was going to forget it. But they were just like being like really weird and like mean towards her, saying that, you know. Like, oh, she doesn't know what she's missing. And like, oh, she can't even leave. Like, oh my God, dude. Like, give this poor girl a break, bro. <laughs> I know. And For I real. I like she does come across kind of cold or um, and I don't even like to use that word because I don't think she's cold. I think it's um she's just not very expressive. And so that might just come across to Americans as like maybe rude somehow. I, I don't guess. Know. I don't know. Uh, whatever. So um, at the crawfish boil, they're like, so Jovi, you ready to give up your Jovi ways? And we find out just more. I mean, we already knew. Like he, has, knew, a rep- yeah. he has a reputation for like living in a strip club and 
And, you know, he says, like, he's not like, he hasn't been like that in, like, two years and whatever. And then... All of his friends get really quiet. Yeah. (laughs) Just drink their beer. (laughs) Look around. (laughs) Like they know something. (laughs) I was like, oh, she's going to watch that part and be like, what the fuck, dude? Right. (laughs) (laughs) So then um, after the crawfish boil, he goes back to get ready with Yara for the engagement party. She looks so pretty. That dress she has on. Oh, my God. I know. Gorgeous. Her hair and makeup. She is beautiful. I remember what it was. They said that they had to lock up their valuables. They were like, did you lock everything up? And the mom was like, no. Oh, yeah. Like, she's some type of thief. Like, I remember now. Girl is in like all designer everything. What is she gonna steal from you guys? Like right. I'm like, like she literally has like three thousand dollars in her face. Right. At least. <laughs> She'll be fine. She has way nicer clothes than you guys have ever seen in real life. Right. <laughs> she probably smells amazing. So they're getting ready for this engagement party and she's saying like how she wants to announce the pregnancy, but Jovi wants to wait because it is really early. I kind of get Jovi's side on this just because it is super early and she had just gone through a miscarriage like not that long ago. So it's almost like maybe we should wait until like we've been seen by a doctor and she was like, that's three months out. Like, I can't. And I was like, you can't see a doctor three months, three months out. Like, Ukraine what is, is weird. going on? I don't know. So um, then they get into a fight because he didn't bring her food. And he was like, well, I brought you crawfish. And she was like, I am pregnant, Jovi. My smells change. And I was <laughs> like, Yeah. Some newly pregnant chick probably does not want a crawfish boil. Like that no. was, probably makes her want to vomit. If you grew like, up on them and you like have an affinity for them, then great. But right, right. You know, maybe people a girl like, who lived in New Orleans like her entire life. To begin with. <laughs> right. And now I'm for pregnant, real. and I really don't like seafood. <laughs> so poor girl, she's stuck with that guy, dude. I know. And like the thing about it is, is She just, he thinks that it's about like the small issue, but what she's saying is like, in general, you don't think of me and like what I need. So, um, right. I feel know know what I like and don't like. Right. I just feel, I feel like she just needs to run, but I know that she's not. She's been for a terrible life with him, dude. That's wild. And he's like clearly, I mean, he's drinking a lot. And I can see how that would be annoying if you're pregnant. Yeah. If you can't even have fun with your husband or boyfriend, whatever the fuck. Well, and then it's like yeah, you have to babysit him. You're around all of his family. You're stone cold sober. He's wasted. Like, I would hate that. I would hate that. And all of his friends are, are wasted. And his dad is drinking and stuff. It's right. like you're the only one that's not drinking. 
Yeah. All That's right. Bad. Well, do you have anything more about them? Not really. And the next one that I have is um, Tarek and H Hazel. And I have like five things for them. That's it. Yeah. So go ahead. All right. So Tariq and Tate Hazel. Um, all I have is that like he asked her about her son, like they're like hanging out or whatever. And he kind of just like asks about her son. And she reveals that the last time that she spoke to him on the phone with his stepmom, um, that she had said that he has a fever. And so she's really worried about him. And I feel for her. I feel so bad. I hope that she gets her son back soon. But um, you know, she's like concerned about it because coronavirus is making its way around the world. And, you know, she's afraid that he's going to be really, really sick. And she starts crying about it, obviously. And she says to Tariq, like, don't ask me about my son because obviously it's really, really, really upsetting for her. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Sorry, go ahead. After that, I just have that she was learning <laughs> to drive a lawnmower. Oh, yeah. That, and that was that pretty was fun open. to watch. Because yeah, uh, so, she was like, he was like, oh, do you know how to? Huh? <laughs> Girl, <laughs> we got to get you in a different location for the next podcast. <laughs> I can hear you just fine. I think there's just a delay. You're freezing. You keep freezing. Um, oh, yeah. My fucking, yeah, sorry. So, so um, Hazel calls uh, the Harry's stepmom and they find out that he's feeling better and he's okay. So, of course, she's super relieved. And um, Tariq is interacting with Harry um, over this FaceTime call and it's super cute. Tariq is like really good with kids. And I think that's so endearing and adorable. And then Tariq's daughter Ari is there. And so she starts interacting with Harry through the FaceTime and it's just really cute and adorable. Um, but I thought it was interesting because we find out the reason that Hazel doesn't have her son is because when she was living in the Philippines, she didn't have money to take care of him. So that's why he was living with right. the dad. And before we didn't really know what had happened there. So um, I did find that interesting and also sad that he's currently like living in a situation of like, it seems like extreme poverty still. Because Tariq was like, tell him to get orange juice, you know, like, Cause it helps, you know, the vitamin C helps and for his immune system or whatever. And, um, Hazel's like, they don't have money to get orange juice. Um, and that just, you know, that blows my mind. Like just, you know, we're so privileged. Like, I don't think, about, yeah. I don't think about like not being able to afford some orange juice. So, um, or not even being able to like get any. Right. Right. So, um, just, yeah, I just thought that was interesting to learn some more of their their story. And they do have plans for Harry to come to America. He was supposed to be there within the year, but COVID is kind of messing up all their plans. So, all right. 
my yeah. most favorite couple. Same. For Ryan, sure. Ryan and Stephanie. <laughs> I love it. It's such trash, dude. Yeah, so they're like hula hooping on the beach. My 27-year-old <laughs> fiance, Ryan. Um, they actually look like they're, having, they're like having fun together in the scene for once and all the time we yeah. see together. Ryan expresses like uh, in Michigan and like coming to America because they have good concerts or something. What does he say about the concerts? Um, I think that he's like super excited about his woman being the champion of hula hooping. Like. He's like the Guinness Book of World Records. You get to see that somebody is in there and it will be her. Because she's like really good. <laughs> that is really funny. So um, we find out that Ryan's mom has blocked, <laughs> has blocked Stephanie. And um, <laughs> it's because, <laughs> dude, it's so funny. So his mom finds it offensive that Stephanie asked for money that she had given the family back. And she did that because her and Ryan got into a fight. And then she was like, well, your mom never said thank you for the money. Like she's not appreciative of the money. So that's why I asked for it back. And Stephanie is just so trash. Like, it's so gross to hold that money over a family that desperately needs that money. Yeah. And it's, it's real, like it's a real disgusting power move. And, um, in this scene, like Ryan is like glaring at her and it's like, you can see like the hate that he has for her and I really feel like he is continuing this relationship to get to America. And he's like, yeah, this absolutely. Is my, this is my like meal ticket out. Like, but you can just tell like he's disgusted by like what she's saying in this scene. And I don't blame him at all because it even is- says she says that um, the mom says, yeah, I got the money. Thank you. And she's like, well, she doesn't, she's not appreciative. So I asked for the money back. And he's like, if my mom says thank you, it's from the heart. He's like, if she says thank you very much, it's from the heart. She's like, well, it wasn't thank you very much. It was just thank you. And it's like, girl, she's still saying thank you. She's truly a despicable human being. And like, here's the thing. If you're giving money to the family, like you need to have no expectations. Like that is on you that you gave money to them. It didn't sound like yeah. they were begging you for money. It sounds like you gave money to them. So just leave it at that. I don't know. And then she said, well, I haven't sent money since. And it's like, okay, great. So be proud of yourself that you haven't sent any money. But like like you said, it didn't really sound like they were begging for it anyway. Right. She's gross. So and then she says, go ahead. how many thousands of dollars have I sent? bless you bless you thank you 
Yeah. So and she's he's just like going to hold that over them. Right. And he's like, I don't know. I have, I can't even count right now. And she's like, well, it's a lot. It's a lot, Ryan. That's a lot. Oh my God. She's just so wild, dude. She's wild. I'm excited to see what happens, though, with them in the next episode. Yeah, me too. So they I'm go like out super stoked about it. They go out to dinner, and there's so many things. So, like, first, she's wearing her hair in, like, the messiest pigtails. It looks like a three-year-old did her hair. And they put, she put like those non-tangle, like the core. I hate those things. I do too. And they look like trash. They look like and, shit. Yeah. And she has them like just hanging from the side and you can tell she's like fucked up. Like she's, I don't know what type of painkiller. Like curtain cuts or like yeah, something. She's something. Like out or something. Yeah. So, and she just looks totally wild and so they're sitting outside for dinner and as they start having this conversation it's just like so perfect like a storm starts like rolling in and you can hear like lightning in the background and I'm like it's beautiful I'm like it's like foreshadowing like the mess that's about to happen I love it (laughs) it's like real life foreshadowing um so anyways, Steph, so Steph brings up like Maria, the psychic and how Maria thinks that Ryan's going to leave uh, Stephanie for a younger woman. And so she's like questioning Ryan about this. And it's so weird because like, what the fuck do you expect Ryan to do? Like your psychic is wrong. I don't know. Like what a weird argument. You're like, you're like mad at him about something that hasn't happened that your psychic tells you is going to happen i don't know if i told you this but i like looked it up because they were like oh the chariot it means like yeah, he's got about going. and i looked it up and like every person out there that reads tarot was like that's not even what that means like yeah. at all yeah so like you're just talking out of your ass anyway girl what the fuck yeah So, um, Ryan is even like, how do I defend myself against something like this? Like it's, this is just like, he's like, it's really concerning that like my fiance thinks these things and believes in this, like the, in the magnitude that she does. Um, it's really weird. Cause he doesn't believe in that shit at all. No. Like, not at all. No. So, um, yeah, and then she brings up, like, oh, well, you could possibly, like, one day your mom might tell you, like, that she wants, like, grandchildren and you might, like, leave me for somebody that can have a baby or whatever. And he's like, I don't want babies right now. And she like takes that right now that he says and like clings on to that and is like, so you do want kids yep. like one day. And it might have been like a subconscious slip on his part. I mean, he is really young. Maybe he will change his mind one day. 
maybe. Um, but Ryan basically says, like, she just likes to argue. Like, she right. just likes this argument and, like, this drama that we constantly have. And, and I think help. that's exactly what's going to happen next week is that he's just going to be like, I'm sick of fucking talking about this shit. I'm done. Yeah. So it's funny because it like cuts to like after dinner, it's like four hours later. And then you just hear in the hotel room. Don't you fucking lie to me, Ryan. And then, <laughs> oh, my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then you just see Ryan leaving the hotel. Yeah, he's like, fuck you. He's like, like I call the cab. She's like, with whose money? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the fact that you keep on using that fucking money against him. Stop right. doing that. He's like, I'm going to go pawn one of these stupid fucking watches, bitch. Like, I <laughs> <laughs> For real. I hate these watches. I, I just tell you I like them. Dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid oh my god okay so they're the wild fa- they're wild i love it like i love it stephanie's horrible they need way more airtime yeah they need more screen time for sure yeah i need just make it to entire episode about stephanie and ryan please yeah. for the love of god <laughs> get rid of Zian and rebecca because they suck and andrew whatever the fuck the other girl's name is <laughs> Andrew and Amira. That's who we're they talking suck. about next. So okay. Andrew and Amira, I literally wrote one sentence. Andrew's a boof. <laughs> I said, comes home from comes home from Mexico after relaxing two weeks. Mom asks if he has any info and he says he doesn't, even though we have more info than she does than he does. And then he shows off a teddy bear that's not even a teddy bear. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And then That's he went, what happened. And then he just reiterates the fact that he wants Amira to go to Serbia. Yeah. And even Which I'm like, looks at him like he's fucking nuts. Wild. So All right, I kind of did like Ziad and Rebecca in this one because it was also kind of funny. It was hilarious. It was the most I've gotten out of Ziad and Rebecca this entire time they've been on that again, two seasons. And this is like the thing I'm going to remember you for is being <laughs> absolutely crazy towards like a 20 year old girl <laughs> for offering to help you. Right. <laughs> so, um, it starts off with him like calling home to talk to his sister and he like talks to his niece and nephew a little bit. Uh, he tells her that he's going to get ready to meet the family up for like dinner and stuff. And she's kind of like skeptical asking about, you know, like, what are they going to do? Like give you an exam or something. I didn't really take much notes about the uh, conversation with her because I thought it was just kind of like the same monotonous stuff that most people call and talk to their family about. Yeah. Um, so Rebecca comes home and she's like, I have something for you and I'm really excited and she comes into the room with like stick on tattoos, like full sleeve tattoos. They actually are kind of cool. They were kind of cool to look at. And she's like, oh, we're going to put them on so you can like look like me because she claims that he really likes her tattoos, even though I've never seen that in real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she does the tattoos on him 
And he's like, oh, pretty cool. She's like, you want to wear them out with my family? And he's like, nope. (laughs) It's just, it's weird, like, how she treats him so childlike. Yeah, she talks to him when, like, caveman. Yeah, caveman. Like, tattoo bad, tattoo good. Right. Restaurant. Good. Restaurant. Beautiful. You like restaurant. Beautiful. She's always talking to him in like broken English or something. And I'm like, how is he supposed to learn if you talk to him like he's an infant? That's what I was thinking. How is he going to learn? Like, you need to speak to him. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. So they go out to eat with her daughter and her daughter's boyfriend and then two of their friends. And one is this attractive young blonde named Hannah. And um, this girl, Hannah, takes like genuine, it seems to me like genuine interest in who Zia is as a person. And it seems to me like she was just interested because she had never met like anyone from like any other country it sounds Tunisia like stuff, yeah, yeah. let alone like Tunisia and um so she's just like asking him normal quiet like being friendly like that was another thing where it's like Rebecca you complain about how no one here is welcoming and friendly to him and then the first person that is you don't you like that because him. it's a girl right so Rebecca you can just see like is immediately jealous and like daggers and it's like written all over her face that's the thing is that she has no way of like concealing that whatsoever immediately she goes bulldog and she's like (laughs) staring at the girl from across the room so she's like so insecure about her age uh so Rebecca was mentioning that they don't have any furniture or anything in their apartment yet because it's still in the storage unit. And this is where Hannah offers, my family has a bunch of trucks and truck beds. You know, I, I can come and help you guys move. And, right. and Zia's like, yeah, okay. And Rebecca's like, you're going to let her help you move? And in front like, of everybody. Yeah. And he's like, wait, what? And she's like, move. She's going to come to your, our apartment while I'm at work. And she's going to help you move. And he's like, oh, no. Thank no, you. No, never mind. And Hannah's and, just like, oh, you don't need it anymore? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then her daughter is like, um, she was just trying to be nice. Like, and, he, and Rebecca's like, it's not exactly in his culture to have a single woman over. And I'm like, oh. Okay. okay. So now you're the you're the It's super convenient when it's against you and exactly. not so much when it's Exactly. <laughs> so Rebecca sucks. Um and then it like ends really awkwardly like they're all like okay, well we're going to get going. Okay, bye. And, leave. and um once they leave and they're sitting at the table, Rebecca's like, "Well, that was interesting." And Zia's like, "What?" And she's like, Women in America are not 
the same as women in Tunisia or something like that. But basically, like she's what, a woman hater. What, yeah, women in America don't all want your man, dude. Yeah, believe like, me, I don't want your man. <laughs> like I, I could probably get him, but I don't want him. Right. So. right. <laughs> so she's just annoying. And like, okay. Here's my thing with these like older women who are dating these younger men. One of the first conversations you should have as soon as things turn serious is about kids. And if the younger man wants kids, because it seems like in the next episode, this is the issue we're going to be dealing with. And it's like, you guys didn't have this conversation until you brought him here. Like, I just don't understand how stupid some people are. Yeah, I don't understand that entire thing. The way that she just like flipped the fuck out. How her daughter was like, she was literally trying to be helpful. And how Ziad is just like expected to be left inside of that apartment day after day with just a bed and not be like, what the fuck is going on? I'd be pissed if I was him and he like came over here and there was nothing. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't have a couch to sit on. A TV? Well, he did say like, he was playing you... Xbox. So... Oh, okay. So yeah, I guess in the room they probably have like a TV and an Xbox. But still, like, how much Xbox can somebody fucking play, dude? A lot. A, a lot, lot is the answer. A lot is, yeah, a lot yeah. is the answer. <laughs> a lot is the answer, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. But still. But still. Um, so yeah, that about does it. I think next week is going to be really good. Same, same, same. I'm really excited for next week's episode and I'm really excited for next week's episode of Trash Pandas. Me too. I am so excited. Um, why don't you give everyone a little brief synopsis of what we're going to be doing so they can follow along? Yeah. So we are going to be doing the story and um the Cecil Hotel and the the Cecil Hotel is that what it's called that's what I was just I always keep I keep forgetting the name I think it's banished banishing or banished at the Cecil Hotel banish at the Cecil Hotel (laughs) it's on Netflix yeah Uh, the (laughs) the vanishing at See, like they just need to do easy, nice names. Like I don't need a whole sentence as a title. Just put Alisa Lamb. Right. Like Alisa Lamb. You know. And don't get confused with the one on Hulu, but you should also watch that one about the Cecil Hotel. Or not Hulu. Um Discovery Plus, I think it was. They have a Cecil Hotel thing too. Don't get it just that they look into like the paranormal, right? Well, they look into like all of the things that have happened in the Cecil Hotel. Okay. I don't know if it's paranormal or not. I just know that there's like episodes kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. So don't watch that. Well, I mean, if you want to watch that. Well, watch that. But also watch the one that we're doing is on Netflix. We're covering is Netflix. Yes. So um, it's really good. I'm so excited to cover this because I too so obsessed with this case it's wild um so go watch that and join us next friday 
and come talk to us about it. We would love to hear from you. Um, and if there's something that you think we should cover, uh, let us know. We're up for suggestions always. And yes. um, thanks for joining us. That's about it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Sorry about my